Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday night, the Freak Show happens. We pick a movie round robin and sit here and talk about it for hours. No, I mean for your notification no, <laughs> and listening enjoyment. I'm Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. Brent. Jenny. Travis. And tonight we watched Brent's movie pick. Brent, what did we watch tonight? We watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day. From the year... 91. Directed by... James Cameron. Is that a question? Did we know this? (laughs) I think it was 91. It's 91. 91. All right, there you go. So this is on your uh, history of time travel movies for the year 2015, as signified by Back to the Future Part 3. No. Two? Two, right? Jesus. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was the cowboy one. The three, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. All right, so why'd you pick Terminator 2? Because it deals with time travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Are you almost, saying it versus the first one? Well, uh, well, that's a good question, Brent. Why'd you pick Terminator Two over the first? One? Uh, because I, I don't know. I've always. <laughs> what was your explanation this afternoon, Brent? I don't know. <laughs> what was it? Because you're a purist, and so Terminator Two only matters. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm a purist, and. Um, I, it might be because of my, I saw it early on and I, I, maybe it's because I recollect it, recollect it better than Terminator one, but also I, I feel like in my, in hindsight, having seen both of them now, I do feel like Terminator two is the superior film (laughs) between the, (laughs) between the two. Yeah. Okay. See, I don't, I don't want to talk much about the first Terminator. I'm sure we're going to get into a little bit, but I would actually say the first Terminator is more of a time travel story because yeah. you actually get a time travel like loophole in there. You get a, you know, where this really just uses, you know, time travel to get there. Well, it's like it's the inverse of the first one in that this, you know, in the, in the first one. Machines are sending someone back. They're trying to change the past, right? And then the humans discover it. And in this one, it's it's you know Sarah Connor and John Connor trying to change the future. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's crazy that they're just right off the bat. They're like Skynet sent two Terminators back, and it's like what? Kyle Reese didn't say nothing about no sending two Terminators back. And if he sent two Terminators back at the same time. Why would you fucking send a T-800 right, yeah. to 1984 <laughs> I know. and a fucking awesome-ass T-1000 <laughs> I was to, having trouble to 1994? With this time around. I like, hadn't really thought about that before because <laughs> it's like a sequel and you have to make a bigger, a better bad guy, right? Yeah. It's like in the first one, you had the awesome Terminator, but by the second one, it's like we need to have this liquid metal thing that we, you know, it's better production value. It raises the stakes, but it's like if you had that, at the same time that you sent the first one back, why didn't you send the better model back? Well, I'm yeah. going to go ahead and say I think Terminator runs on the same, same uh, time travel principle as fucking Bill and Ted. That time is constantly moving forward. Because you got to think about it. If they sent the T-800 back 
okay, okay. It's like the human, the way I kind of pictured it, the way it was described to me in the Terminator films, the humans like bust in as they send a Terminator back. So they get to send Kyle Reese back in time, right? And in this, they're saying, well, then they sent another Terminator back in time because the computers at least had to figure, fuck, they sent a dude back in time. Oh, shit. They, oh, God damn, we got to oh, send another. As a, as a counter move. As a to counter move to Kyle, Kyle Reese. Reese. So they were, they computed and understood like, fuck, damn it, we failed. We got to send a, we got to send a better, because the humans still, John Connors in the future gets a better Terminator than the first one. Still, he gets a model 101, not a T-800. So they even get a better. I thought he ter- was the same model. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is the same. No, model. he's not. The, yeah. the, the Terminator is a T-800. He is a model 101. Mm-mm. Cyberdyne Systems model 101. 101. Or like that. He's not he a T-800. Really? Are, are you no, sure? It's, it's yeah, the it's the T-800 for Arnold, but then the <laughs> other guy, the multi-liquid. Is the T one thousand? So yes. the eight hundred well, is also a Cyberdyne system model one hundred one. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yes. Well, here's so the thing. Then T eight hundred. I guess that, <laughs> like because if in the 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 time trap or the timeline, right? It said I think in the first movie that when uh, when Kyle Reese is like you know Skynet had lost they you know and they knew that the they were beaten we'd won the only way that they could win the war is by sending a guy back in time. And then the humans go in and they smash the mainframe and all that, but only after they send Kyle Reese. So he doesn't see that happen. He knows that this is going to happen, right? So he goes through the time travel thing, and then it's like either if the if the, if Skynet is dead at that point, they can't compute like, hey, they sent Kyle Reese. They have to have had sent two Terminators at the same time, but. Kyle Reese was unaware of this fact. John Connor just said, hey, you go to here. And then after he, like, blipped out of existence, he's, like, turns to his guy and is like, hey, uh, by the way, (laughs) we got to send another one. And it's this beaten one that I shot out in the field. We're going to reprogram him and send him back after the T-1000. It's like insurance. Do you think that as soon as they send them, like, as soon as Kyle Reese gets sent, he blips out of existence in the future, if nothing changes... Then shouldn't it? I, I mean, I guess they would never know, though, right? Because they would be experiencing the future. I, you would think that the world, the universe, would just transform around them if he succeeded. If he doesn't, then they have to wait for the other Terminator to succeed. But in in any yeah. case, even if it's happening in '94, like it, the shit around them should still change. You know, everything that they know, their world should change if Arnold succeeded in his mission. In 94, right? Well, I mean, that depends on what theory of time travel you subscribe to. And I don't know what, you know, specifically the movie works with because, you know, there's that idea that you're in your own pocket universe and basically, like, if, you know, if the future's changed, you're still living out one, a timeline, an alternate timeline. So it's been changed for the people in the past going through it for the first time. Their first time will be on an alternate timeline where Skynet doesn't exist. Which but, is kind of, I guess, what must be happening here, which also, I think, violates the, the terms of the first movie. In Terminator 2, you actually have the heroes altering the future, and so there is no Skynet, so there can't be a Terminator. So here you've got like these sci-fi things from the future that show up from a future that doesn't exist anymore. 
What do you mean there's no Skynet? Because they stopped it in this. No, state. they stopped Cyberdyne. They stopped Skynet. Well, Skynet is a government the, program. Yeah, Cyberdyne they, is just what develops the... Yeah, but they never got that far, because he says, the Terminator says, in a few months they create this thing or whatever. A few months from now, blah, blah, blah. So they stopped that from happening. Skynet goes online. I don't know if they do <clears throat> stop Skynet from going online, though. They, st- they stopped Cyberdyne from creating the processing unit that would create the Terminators and the drones and all that shit. They don't necessarily stop Skynet. Oh, I guess I always read that. Is that was them stopping? Yeah, because we got Skynet by the balls now. They're well, stopping because they need the, they need the processing unit. Yeah, they that's need what the that whole chip. thing is based on. Yeah, it, the whole Skynet. But they can pretty much still chip. because okay, in a world where because this is the same way the first movie is like, I sent my own dad back in time to whatever. This is also. Well, my first Terminator that got sent back in time is what created Judgment Day. You know, right. I mean, yeah, 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 it, yeah. it tries to do another like loophole, and uh, I still think that the world itself naturally was supposed to create that processing unit. You know, even without the help from eighty four. I mean, no matter what, I think you could get there. I think you could still get there. I mean, they just had a leap forward, right? Mm-hmm. That's what. So, if anything. They just, I mean, yeah. They well, that just, is kind of the, the the premise of the third one, right? Isn't it that, like, even though you changed Judgment Day, it stopped it from happening. Still, you yeah. pushed it back. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> nature, time, like, always makes that, you know, yeah. that keep moment happen. No but the what. third one we don't talk about. All right, we're not going to talk about the third one. <laughs> so... I've always fucking loved the opening of this movie where you still think Terminator's a bad guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He goes he goes into the bar naked and everybody's reacting all weird about him, you know? And then people start to fucking knife each other. I thought uh, this it was a very brutal opening. I love, I love the it. women's reactions when they see him. Like there's yeah. one waitress like uh, carrying the, the overacting like, waitress. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah she goes, oh. no. There's something in that scene. The brutality, it, like it's from it's, the sound effects. Like because you hear it's the certain snap and crack that they have in all those. Like every time Terminator yeah. touches somebody, he breaks <laughs> yeah. their arm. <laughs> oh! But he doesn't. Like, he doesn't like, kill him though. He doesn't no, kill no, him. true. Yeah. That's, the Something. fact that people like yell like "get it out" and shit like when they get stay, it out, get, get it out, out, get it out, take it out. Well, the one thing like, now, no. like yeah. watching <laughs> this now, you know, it's like, you know, the, the you know, he comes out of the bar and he's dressed in black leather, and it's like, okay, I get that. In the first one, he was dressed in black leather, so they at least, you know, because he's next to a, uh, uh, he comes up next to a biker bar is where he arrives. That okay, I could I could take that. He comes yeah. out bad well, to the bones, playing. It's like. Okay, so you're scoring a, a humor point here, and then he like goes up to the. Well, they made know, the that song cool again. Yeah, I back remember. in 19 fucking 91, they yeah. made that song cool again. Yeah. Like, like I would say my generation. I was, I was fucking. I'd say that's true. Uh, well, 91. I was nine when this movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it's like that song in this movie was one of those things that, like, I would have probably even never. George Thurgood probably would have been on anybody's playlist, not even be on the fucking radio if it wasn't for Terminator 2. I think. Maybe. Could be wrong. <laughs> but after that, the guy who says, You can't let, I can't let you take the man's wheel, yeah, son. He goes up and steals son. his sunglasses. And well, this time around, I was like. I mean, why is he fucking taking his sunglasses? Other than to just be cool looking no, and to look like the Terminator from the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's so the first Sarah one, Connor's takes, gonna react. He takes his sun he takes the sunglasses in the first one, 
Because he did eye eyes. surgery and has to blend in, so that's how he's going to do it. In yeah. this one, it's like, all right, so this is just to be cool? It's so this Sarah- is a machine that wants to be cool? What the hell has happened? Yeah. It's so Sarah Connor can freak out that it's the exact same Terminator. Because well, no. that's when he loses the glasses. As soon as she gets her reaction out of the way that it's not yeah. the first he's Terminator, he, he takes the glasses off. And then he's like, come with me if you want to leave. No, he's already lost the glasses by that point. Nope. I think it's that scene. It's that scene the, because the girl punches him. The the, uh, the butch the butch <clears throat> the guard lady, yeah, <laughs> the one with like the off. the Elvis like fucking like just like straight like comb back hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she smacks him in the head, and then she. Yeah, I think they had to, the they had to have him in sunglasses. I just think that that's one of the requirements of the sequel because that is the yeah. image from the first movie. That you know it's was the, so was on all the strong. posters. Yeah, it's the blockbuster joke. You know, that's you do that for the audience. And, yeah, yeah, you know, it just doesn't like a lot of the film doesn't feel like that, but there are moments where it just totally panders to the audience just for a laugh. Yeah, and well, it's I mean it's a very serious movie, but it has its moments of cheese for sure. Yeah, that, yeah not that I hold definitely. it against it, but it's like yeah, it's kind of like you violated your own logic to do this little bit of you know and score an entertainment point. Yeah, it's like you do score the entertainment point, so it worked. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like your own internal logic just kind of. Well, I think as soon as you come <laughs> with a good guy Terminator to me, you're playing on like. I mean, that's I was just saying to these guys outside. He's like, "This is why Velociraptors are the good guys in Jurassic World." Right? Spoilers. Now. Just, oh god. Oh god. <laughs> no, it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer that that dude trains him, and okay. he's riding fucking mm-hmm. riding on mm-hmm. more. They're riding motorcycles together. <laughs> Not the, but uh, yeah, but uh, it's just the idea that like. Once these characters become kind of iconic, you turn them into good guys and turn them into the relatable selling point for the audience. And, you know, it's, I don't know, it's a little, it's a little cheap to me. It's a little cheap to me. It's just the same way. It's like, what if a, I don't know, it's like, what if an alien was the good guy in an alien movie? I mean, you basically had that in Predators. You basically, you know, I mean, I think it's an, well, it's an interesting concept to explore in this film. Just be like, I think halfway through, Sarah Connor says, you know, of all the would be fathers, a machine, a Terminator is the best, the best choice. And that, that's an interesting concept to think about, you know, whatever point Cameron's trying to make with that, but the idea that this, this machine will, you know, it'll never stop. And the fact that it can learn and it can process, you know, human emotion by the end with the line that you hate, obviously. Oh, yeah. We'll get (laughs) there. That that's just I don't know. It's 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 so different from like you said, just the machine in the first one just walking and killing. Well it's, I think James Cameron was basically what I call Spielberging up, you know, major sci fi movies back in the eighties. He took aliens and even though it was even though it's that kind of funny that the full storylines were cut out of almost both theatrical cuts of Aliens and Terminator Two, but the idea that in Aliens Ripley loses a daughter because she's stuck. She's stuck in uh, in space. And then she reclaims a daughter in Newt when she goes to. So it's kind of the whole like you know you got to have that like family. It's the family element to these like major like like hardcore sci-fi movies. Like yeah. hardcore violent sci-fi movies. They're adding a family element because 
Well, we, yeah. I think we want to rated our movies for the family. But I really well, do. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Aliens, I mean, not to get like too far off, but in Aliens, I think there's a parallel between it's motherhood, right? Because you're you didn't you eventually mm-hmm. she fe- she faces the alien queen. Yeah. And so you get two mothers, you know, battling at the end. It's well, like yeah. I'm protecting my kids, and you're protecting your adopted kid. I mean, there's that dynamic in this Where, one. It's like. She just makes reference to the idea that, yeah, that, I mean, you know that it's almost like John Connor sent somebody to be his dad. Like, John Connor, it's not that he was trying to save the world or no, trying I, to stay. He was just like, I'm going to program this Terminator to be my dad. <laughs> I never had somebody play catch with. I mean, that's extra cheesy, but I think that's, I think you're right. That's fucking totally what it is. And, and it's not like it doesn't play well, but just like, I don't know. But you get a kind of a goofy Terminator, right? He says, like, hasta la vista, baby. And, like, I don't know. It's just like, huh. I remember him kind of shooting the fuck out of people in the first one. Because <laughs> he I thought, was a Terminator. A Terminator. I yeah. thought that was really cool. But now he has to be like, I need a vacation. Well, see, that's, ah. that's one of those points of contention that I have with this movie, which is actually solved. My problem with it is solved if you watch the the extended version. Yeah. There's a scene in the movie in the uh, in which they go into the what is it a gas it's a station? Gas station when yeah, <clears throat> and the, and he's stitching up Sarah Connor, and she says like you know about the detailed files that he gets that he to be a more efficient killer. He says you know my CPU is a learning computer, and they send us out, uh, you know, with the thing set to read or yeah read only mode because we're supposed to follow the programming basically. And, you know, John Connor's like, well, wait, can we can we flip that to, like, you know, write mode so you can learn? And he says, yeah. And so then there's a surgery scene where they cut the top of the head open and pull the thing out. Mm-hmm. She flips out, wants to destroy the CPU, and John talks her back into putting it back in his head. And from that moment on in the movie, the Terminator's a completely different character. Oh, <laughs> well, I can see why you well, don't need that scene. Well, that's where he starts going to Hostel Baby and learning all about, like, are we learning yet? And, like, that happens immediately following oh, but, but I, that Because I read scene. that. I read that today. I can and, see why we don't need that scene, because John Connors in the future would have flipped him to that right. anyway when he was programming him to protect himself in the past. So uh, you don't but, need that but scene. I, I, and he even says... Well, in this one, even though it's just done with dialogue with everybody, like they're just looking at like yeah. different shit, so there's no mouth movement. They just says, "I'm a learning computer," blah 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 blah, and it goes, the most time I spend with yeah. humans, learn from them. And with that one line, they deleted a whole scene, but like, which is like it's fine. But I mean, I remember. I mean, it was such a problem for me that like on my first, viewing, <laughs> you know, when I was like whatever my twenties, I was like, wait a second. You know, you're following, like, the logical processes of this robot. It's like, now it's doing stuff that, like, doesn't make any logical sense. Do you feel like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, do you think... Do you feel like they... Do they cover that in the scene in the car, in the station wagon, where he's like, you know, like, John Connor's like, you you can say this line, or you can say that line, or if you really want to shine him on, you can say this, and then, like, he's like, no sweat, dickwad, or something like that, and he's like, well, there, you're getting it. Yeah, he's not like he's coming up on his own. He's not just being an inventive fucking Terminator. Except for that, I need a vacation. I don't know. I mean, maybe watch some TV. You know, there's still like montage points in the movie where we don't see what's going on. Files, I'm sure. Yeah, well, he's got like there's a couple of things. You know, like his whole like you know you detonate the thing, but it just click. You know, I mean, there's too much. He's too human. I get, but I understand that that is the point. I think that the movie is trying to make. It's trying to humanize the machine. The idea being like. If we spend, if we take the machine and teach it human compassion, 
Which I think is that you're taking the most popular character and you know making it relatable to the audience. Yeah, because the whole idea is that you had a machine with no compassion that you know sent Terminators back in time and wanted to you know nuke everybody. So if we can instruct this one, like, what is the mystery? Why can't you kill people? You know, which I thought, like, you know, the kid's explanation is pretty weak. Just because you can't. Just because you can't. But at the end of it, you get the idea. That the I'm Terminator not going to get into a whole, you know, philosophical <laughs> well, theology. Fucking he doesn't know. <laughs> you know, and even Sarah Connor has that moment. I think like that's because they're humans and the humans rock. Fuck robots. Well, that's that why she, you don't kill that she can't kill because she basically becomes the Terminator. This thing that she hates and fears, she becomes. She's like. If Miles Dyson is going to do this, I'm going to kill him before he does it, which is what the fucking machine tried to do to her in the first movie. Then she walks up there like a Terminator, but when it comes down to the moment, she can't kill the guy because he's a flesh and blood person. She kind of realizes, like, like, oh, fuck, I am fucked if I kill this person. Yeah. (laughs) You know? That's why I like this. I mean, that is why I like this movie. I mean, this is what this movie adds to the the story, even though I kind of fucking hate the, 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 the robot dad Terminator and... But I think Sarah Connors, her character is fucking awesome. Yeah. She's a mother who knows. Imagine it's almost like it is almost like if 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 uh, God went to Mary and was like, "Dude, your son's gonna be Jesus, man." Basically, but you got to teach him how to do that. So she's taking it like your father died. I need to teach that your father was the soldier from the future. I need to teach this kid to become the fucking leader of mankind. And so she actually, like, she actually, uh, what's the word? Uh, isolates herself from her son in a weird way. Mm-hmm. She treats her son, like, I love the scene when they escape from the mental hospital, and, like, she tells John to come here, he hugs her, and she's, like, checking him for fucking blood and yeah. shit like that, and he gets all mad because he just realizes, yeah, well, hurt. fuck, there's no affection here. Yeah. She's just trying to see if I'm hurt because I'm supposed to be this fucking, like, yeah, well, she basically tells him he's stupid for coming before her. Yeah, yeah. well, because she's suicidal, right? She'd rather kill, I mean, like a mother, she'd rather kill herself or sacrifice herself for her son to live, but the son kind of would rather, like, hey, I'd rather you us be together instead of you treat me like I'm supposed to be this, like, futuristic fucking dude. Yeah. But I like how it shows how, because uh, I always thought the reason, the reason John Connor's the leader of man is because he's almost like, it's almost like the first person to know about it, right? If you're the first person to know about an imminent attack, you know, odds are you're going to be the more prepared, right? So I just like how we see that John Connors already starts to learn how to, like, fuck with computers, even though they had to, like, do it twice, right? You had to, like, do it when you steal the money from the ATM so you can do it in Cyberdyne later. That's the later. payoff, yeah. That's the payoff, the, ooh, the fucking exposition scene. Yeah. So it sucks that, like, in a story, I'm like, it's an awesome idea that she's teaching them how to fuck up machines. But then when you look at the movie, you're like, hey, it's just exposition for this fucking scene. <laughs> like, maybe in the novel. Maybe in the novel. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jenny, about the... Oh, well, I was... You were elaborating on Sarah Connor's character. And in that scene you were talking about that was cut out, where they they actually dissect the Terminator's brain and, and everything. Like, that scene, I think, would have been impertinent to it because it still shows that Sarah Connor doesn't fully trust the Terminator because I mean she says she doesn't in the hospital but you know John's like no you can trust him yeah but it still shows because she wants to take that chip out of him and she wants to destroy it and he's like no no we need him we need him yeah like that's what that scene does too but they cut it out it's really cool to actually see I mean having you know when you see the first movie then you see her reaction to seeing this thing I mean like because he comes out of the the elevator 
and he looks just like well, it's like her worst nightmare, like night of terror from ten years ago, right? As she's running for her life from the, or you know, trying to escape, like at the worst opportune, like the worst possible moment, he shows up and walks out of the elevator. Yeah, and who is it? It's fucking Arnold. Yeah, from the first one. And John, you know, he's like, no, he's on our side. You can trust him. And you can tell she doesn't. But then, like, gradually you just, she kind of just. Because I don't think she should. Well, like I mean, but they, they stopped elaborating <laughs> on that. But in that scene, it would have shown that, like, she still has a strong distrust for him. Mm-hmm. She just realized, I think she just realized they need him, right? He's firepower. He's, like, the biggest. He's like a tank that you, I mean. Well, I think she, That's yeah. also why this movie, like, uh, to have the kid himself to be like. I got my own Terminator. I'm like, you bought this fucking movie. (laughs) Yeah, every kid who saw that movie like loved that moment. Well, this is a rated R movie for children. Yeah, it had a toy line. I've talked many times with you guys about the toy line for this fucking movie. We were talking about uh, you know Sarah Connor's uh, character, and it's like, wait, hold on. Are we saying Connors or Connor? Connors. 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 Sarah Connors. Connors Apostrophe. I thought Travis was saying Connors. Sarah Connors. Sarah Connors' uh, character has changed. Like, she has changed dramatically since the first movie. And it's like one of those moments where, like, Linda Hamilton did, uh, I mean, like, Black Moon Rising or something before or after Terminator, and then eventually the Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my God. I used to love that when I was But this was like, I mean, her character has changed so much. I mean, I guess as you would with the psychic knowledge of all this, you know, the weight, the psychic weight. She's fucking haunted haunted by it. Yeah. Her nightmares and shit. It's just like, it's supposed to be her son's problem, but she, she like, holds all the weight on her. But those are always, like, the the roles that I'm always, like, what? You know, James Cameron continually does this, it seems like, in his movies. It's like, this is one of those roles that should get a person an Oscar. Because it's emotional, but fierce. You know, I mean, it runs, I mean, and it's very physically intense. And it's like... Oh, she's awesome. He almost got Sigourney Weaver an Oscar, I think, for Alien. Yeah? She's good. Girl power. Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies? Mm -hmm. No Oscar. But, I mean, come (laughs) on, that was a different role for her. Yeah. You know? Um... As far as Sarah Connor's go, or Sarah Connor, I'm sorry, I did it that time. Um, Sarah Connor, you had said that as a note to the audience, I had not seen either of these movies, the first or second movie. I told Colin this this afternoon. He was like, what the fuck? He couldn't even finish fuck. He was so astonished. But um, I read American classics. I read two <laughs> synopses on the first movie and then. Uh, started to read some background story on the second one. But I want to ask you this question was because I used felt like I couldn't go into watching this movie because I wouldn't know why Sarah Connor was in a mental institution. Why is she in there? Because I don't think they gave a definitive answer. To yeah, that just she idea broke that. into a computer place or something like that. And they say it in this. Yeah, they just said she was running around doing like illegal shit. She got yeah. caught, and then I'm sure she started spilling yeah. beans about robots <clears throat> and shit. Yeah, you're going to the, the funny okay. part. It's covered in dialogue in this one, I think. Because the first one ends with her basically, you know, like yeah. she knows the apocalypse is coming. Well, that's and part of the reason I started started reading about the second one was because, well, why is she in the mental institution? You need to know these things, Jenny. You need to know <laughs> going in. Been. Now, it's more the idea that, like, because of what the first, or the some events from the first one, 
like the police station massacre, like that kind of heavily, yeah. it keeps reappearing. In this but they one, tell so you like, a lot. They're like from '84, the one well, from '84, the one from yeah. ten years ago. There's a lot of like, yeah, reminding the audience, like, remember, he's Brent- determined. He uh, to the to the rest of the world to Los Angeles. He looks like this guy from 1984. <laughs> Yeah, they think it's the same guy, which I thought that was a cool plot point. Mm-hmm. I also it's weird for them. It's like a Twilight Zone thing for them. Yeah, like we how this time around we were talking about how uh, when they escape from the mental institution, there's the doctor, and when he sees the T1000 go through those fucking gates, when he yeah. like does his little like Jello like mm. thing, it's like the doctor. I mean, everything Sarah Connor's been telling him for the past ten years is vindicated or yeah. whatever. Or not 10 years, but who knows how long it's been. Right, so that's a missed sequel opportunity. Did I miss Did they do the part where um, they experiment, like scientists experiment on the fragments found from the previous Terminator's arm? Yeah, yeah, that was the introduction scene to Miles Dyson. Where they because they found the fragments that were left in the the, whatever machine that was at the end of the machine press. Of the first one, and so that I think is the basis of oh, the research. Oh, so that's on what Skynet. that's what John has at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense now. Thank you. Yeah. The um. What else was I going to say? Or what else were we thinking of? Anything? I'm kind of wondering why. <laughs> okay, this is another like weird little stupid thing, but it's just uh, I guess something that comes to mind. In the first Terminator, the Terminator had to rip out the phone book because they really don't have any data about shit before Judgment Day for some weird reason, right? They don't know what yeah, Sarah Connors were. But in this one, everybody knows exactly. They've got all the yeah. files on everything. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. How, what? That's a discrepancy. And we're, are we certain, we're certain that they sent all the Terminators back at the same time. We're right? not certain. It's, yeah. it's based on what you can figure out from this movie, plus there is a scene that was in the novelization which was based on the original script hmm. before he rewrote it. Uh, where it started off with a gigantic uh, battle scene in the future where you actually get to see them go in. And I think, like, you know, Kyle Reese is there. John Connor sends him through and then turns to his lieutenant and says, and the lieutenant's like, we're done here. And John Connor's like, no, we're not. And then, you know, you see, like, uh, some thing that's bleep, blinking on a monitor that says that another one has gone through. Okay. So it was uh, something like that. Uh, the visual effects in this movie... Like, uh, it's kind of interesting to watch it now because, you know, some of them, I don't think, you know, I mean, like some of the, the special effects, I mean, this was well, like one of the first CG movies, I want to say, like prior to this, you had, uh, the, the water tentacle, right? In, in but I mean, the water tentacle in the abyss. I was going to say, all they did was like, let's take the abyss, but make it a Terminator. Movie. Yeah. Cause that was the thing, I guess. So the idea of like the liquid metal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jurassic Park was 90. Four? Three, two, four. 93? 93? 94? 92. <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely before, before. But there's less CG in this movie than I remember, because a lot of it, now looking at it, is, is practical effects. There's a lot of puppeteering, you know, I mean, when he yeah. splits. Yeah. There's a ton. splits guys in half or whatever, you know, you see, like, it's this big puppet, the guy getting shot in the eye. You know, which they recreate. I saw it's in the trailer for Terminator Genesis. It looks shitty somehow now. Yeah. Like the uh, one in this movie with the fucking looks puppet good. looks better. Yeah. But the stunt work in this, you know, well, I, I don't know. We want to talk about the, the special effects. 
Well, guys? I, I noticed, I mean, the blend of practical with the uh, CG, just the idea, like, like you were saying, Colin, when he splits, when Arnold splits the T-1000 down at the end during the climax with that bar, like it splits open and then it becomes, I mean, maybe it's a puppet the whole time, but at some point it goes like it, it cuts away, and the next time you see the T one thousand, he's already reforming, and it's like it's makeup mm-hmm. on his torso and on his shoulder, and then they cut to a like an insert or a close up, and it's the CG of him pulling the, the yeah. like the bar through his through his body, yeah, and that's the only like special effect like the CG special effect that I think that scene has. I mean, other than the initial slice down the body, I. I think that's CG. <laughs> well, and there's a couple times, too, that I think, you know, this time I was able to identify that, like, the the metal dude is actually, like, some guy covered in metal paint or whatever. It's when you're looking at Arnold, and he's fighting yeah. Arnold in the yeah. factory at the end, or the foundry, that By you can the, tell like, it's, like, an beams. actual, there's an actual guy there in a silver suit, right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Like, huh. Yeah. Right. yeah, I don't think all the liquid metal shit holds up to me, personally. I just, like, I don't know. I remember... I, it is such kind of like a gag thing where he'll he'll walk out of something just to like I don't know. It just seems like. Eh, Were you saying right. the 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 premise of the liquid metal or the actual just the visual the, effect? Just the actual visual effect. Oh, okay. Just the actual and a little bit because I mean I think the premise of the liquid metal is just that idea that. It's like nanotechnology we were, or something. We we're talking right? about it's like how, the thing. Every little part of it is somehow the complete yeah system. Yeah. Well, we were talking about how, uh, kind of like the was like, like Kal El, uh, Superman world, like the, that that shit in that world. All oh, the screens the, and whatever. The yeah, thing. like how all of that was a moving, Pushed living pain, thing. Like, yeah, something like that. You know. In a weird way, I just thought it wasn't. Ex- I don't know. It wasn't an excuse, you think, just to have a less violent Terminator movie, making a guy who that can only make knives and shit like that. I mean, because this movie is clearly against like guns and shit. I mean, even though it uses tons of it, but it's just to blow up cars and shit like that. <laughs> like, well, you mentioned it, that earlier. It, I think that is. I mean, you have to kind of take that as a point to the guys going into making this movie. It's like they made. The, I mean, the first Terminator is a pretty hardcore movie. Oh. Where it's like this is a thing. All it does is kill. It doesn't. You can't rationalize with it. You can't talk to it. You can't dissuade. I forget what the fucking the great speeches Kyle Reese gives, but it's it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. I mean, like that is it. That thing just keeps coming. It's like the thing from It Follows, but before It Follows, and (laughs) uh, so in this one, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger had a big career after this. I mean, Predator was after this. Uh, was it really? Last Boy Scout was after what? the. Not, sorry, not after this. After Terminator. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe Twins was before this. I'm not sure. You know, I mean, Schwarzenegger became like a gigantic fucking star and had yeah. all these kids looking up to him. And I think it almost feels like it's more Schwarzenegger than Cameron. But maybe yeah. I mean, Cameron had to be thinking about it. It's like we need to tone down. Like I want to do a Terminator too. But we obviously can't have Arnold Schwarzenegger, who now has like this following, going around blasting people away as a one-dimensional killing machine. Yeah, we so have to do something that's more. Even though it's a radar movie, this yeah. is a radar movie for kids. 
That's what pisses me off about this fucking movie. A radar, how fucking irresponsible is that? It's a radar but, movie for kids. I think <laughs> I think the adults fell in love with the more... Uh, but that's what I'm saying. It's a family film where people get fucking... It's just ridiculous. Well, I guess they don't get murdered. Really they get shot movie. in the fucking... It is, though. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it's any 13-year-old kid it's, wants to like, see it. Like but, I said, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart had toys. I had the Terminator toys when I was nine. This is a rated R movie for children. But when, yeah, it's, it's when, I was, when I was unethical. 13, or I think I saw it when I was 11, and it was like, it was hardcore to me as an 11 year old. Oh, they sure. bludgeon the fuck out of plus, everybody in this movie. Kid, <laughs> yeah. They will smack shit. you in the face and push you That's against something. walls in this movie, <laughs> like a motherfucker. I mean, as an 11 year old. Yeah. Say, isn't that, that's yeah. so toned down. Terminator's going to push yeah. you into a wall. <laughs> well, you know, as I was, uh, I was saying to these guys earlier, I, there was a, there was something in the zeitgeist, some kind of. I mean, we hadn't had the gang war. You think gang war, gang violence? When was Columbine? That was a- long after. Oh, that this was, was long like after. Six or something. But we're still like that. talking about. I think it was Columbine. Oh, maybe ninety-eight. But there was. I remember, you know, living 96. through it. There was some, you know, there was parent groups against, you know, like guns. There was, this, you know, the idea of violence in movies was somehow causing. You know, violence. I remember when last, uh, last action hero came out. They changed on the standee. You know, it was Schwarzenegger standing there with a gun in one hand and something else in the other hand, and they changed it so he had like a, a stick of dynamite or something in his hand instead of a gun. It's like they were everybody was in Hollywood was concerned about the amount of you know. Oh, and and the movie star. I think it was like actually in theaters. Maybe I'm getting my story mixed up, but it seems like when the movie was being marketed, there was like a concern about, you know, Schwarzenegger had an image as the guy who just went around like blasting everybody and every kid in America wanted yeah. to be him or Stallone or whatever the hell. And so then that's when you see all these guys kind of toning down that. Well, but if I think made, that's true. And that's why he did movies like Jingle uh, All the Way after that yeah. to kind of soften his persona in the Hollywood industry because. He did have those movies. You know, that sucks. It's just like Eddie Murphy, Predator, all those guys. You make Rider all your Man, money doing like, dirty fucking rated R movies, and then you fucking... Well, you then know you, like, fuck well, you know off and then start making shit But they do all those He's movies the when, they're like, man. when they're young, and then they have kids. And then they're like, <laughs> they I have want kids. my That's kid the they to have see this movie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does anyone think that his wife kind of resembles Lisa Lisa Hamilton? Is that her name? Linda. Linda, 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 Linda sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, they, they have the square jaw. Similar. They're very um, masculine. I wouldn't say they're doppelgangers, but their facial features Wait, is that, is that, is are ex-wife? similar. Ex-wife? Ex-wife? Uh, no, I think, she, I think they're ex. I think they're... Oh, okay. I think they're... She got that money. That's why oh. do you think he's fucking doing the last stand and all that shit? He's got to fucking pay well, that. Well, fun fact, since you're so, uh, talking about... Just if I could intervene for just a second. That's okay. Fun fact. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. Jeez. Um, uh, just because you were talking about uh the the gang violence and whatever. So in the audio commentary, James Cameron says that not only was the biker scene filmed across the street from the LAPD or from where the LAPD officers arrested Rodney King, but they were filming during the beating. Uh, Rodney King. Wow. Hmm. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah. Crazy. Like I said, I mean, there's something definitely in the zeitgeist at that point in time. It, you know, the only reason that it just you know, ruins movies. See, I don't know, but I don't know. No, if I it, just thought that was. I think it ruined like Conan, Conan think, the Barbarian from Conan the Destroyer. Uh, when you when you oh, take something that's <laughs> hardcore R, and then you that's start a good to, example. And then you start to fucking like it's like what for children? It's a weighted R movie. We don't need to make it better for children. It's for the fucking intended audience. You're actually doing a disservice to the children by trying to make something that is murderous and whatever and trying to make it more uh, viable or more uh, whatever. And like yeah. de- defanging it somehow. Yeah. They were but, filming but, the night Rodney still... King got beaten to <laughs> <laughs> but you're still seeing it, you know? You're still seeing... How about that? You know, you're still seeing gun violence, even though yeah. you're not seeing, like, you know, fucking tons of cops get shot up. You know, you're still seeing... Yeah, I, I don't know, it's just yeah, stupid. because he's shooting them in the, in the uh, kneecaps or, or whatever. whatever. Unless there's the people the bad guys shoot. Like, but he went thousand and shoots the, the, the janitor guy holding the Pepsi. Ah, oh, choice of a janitor! Yeah, <laughs> Real quick, what's the what's that movie? Oh man, there's just an animated film I saw where they're it's really violent, but it's not blood. It's something else. It wasn't Big Hero Six. What was it, man? It was like the fact that it was robots. Oh, like oil or something. Yeah, or like well, th- they're, they're like their their body parts are just like break apart. You know, it was really like a really violent action I mean, movie, but it was robots. Or you know, there wasn't any blood, so it was okay. Ninja Turtles have always done. That's why the foot soldiers are robots in the in eighty seven or whenever the cartoon yeah, you can came kill out. That way, of robots. You can kill lots cares. of robots. But I think they got kind of sketchy on that too, because eventually people got aware that it was like. You know, now you're you're kind of you're depersonalizing your enemy, right? Then they're not people; they're just robots. You know, then you yeah. have that kind of the disposable army coming at you that yeah. you know you can mow through. It's like no, 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 no. We got to change that too because that's that's putting a bad idea out there. Also, <laughs> yeah. For some reason, in this movie specifically, though, that doesn't bother me. It somehow it does work for what they're trying to do because it does. You know, it isn't then a remake of the first movie. It's like, okay, at least we are going to do something different. It's like, that's a a different angle. And so it's like, let's explore it. And they go as far as they can on this whole thing of like, you know, don't kill anybody. And then the Terminator has to find out the reason why they don't kill anybody. Sarah Connor has to figure out why, you know, life is precious. Because, I mean, yeah, because like, even Sarah Connor, I mean, she's there, right? She fucking yeah. attacks the guy. I love that goddamn scene, dude, with that weird silencer on that, 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 like, Whatever it was that saw or something that machine gun. Yeah, yeah, dude. It was. I mean, that was violent. Just the guns in this movie are violent, right? Just the type of guns they use in this movie are fucking violent. You know, it's crazy. It's like, yeah, they don't need to show people get blown up because just the sounds and the and just the uh, the kickback that that these type of weapons make are just like holy fuck, man. Yeah. Just real quick, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say right now that I do like this movie. But possible movie demerit. How'd the T-1000 end up at Dyson's house? Go. Because he heard over the radio, right? Mm-hmm. No? That's how he got to Cyberdyne. Because he was uh, at Dyson's house and heard over the radio that he had to go to Cyberdyne. What was he doing at Dyson's house? Oh, didn't wasn't there something about... Uh, uh, oh no, because that was all. Susan gets to Dyson's yeah. house. That's when he hears about the break yeah. in Cyberdyne. What's he doing at Dyson's? What's house? he doing at Dyson's house? <laughs> they cut out a scene from Dyson too. Like they actually in the um, 
what do you call it, the director's cut or the special edition, they, there's a scene where they show Dyson, like, working on the project. Like, he's supposed to take his kids swimming and his wife's uh, nagging him. And He's at the he's, computer, Yeah, right? he's at the computer and he's actually working. Yep. Hard at work. This is work I'm obsessed. Who the hell? Yeah, they show the model. The model of the uh, the chip. Wait, oh, Sean's here. Wow. Mystery guest. What is he doing there? Sean, hello. Right. If What's your answer scene? is that's the only way to move the plot forward, oh, to no, merit. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm no, no, no saying... the, plot, the reason Unless, that because the, the T-1000 Linda... is at Dyson's house. Well, the Terminator already sets up from the beginning that, like, that that the T one thousand makes all these logical fucking yeah, guesses okay. on where right, people are gonna right. go and be right. Like it's only logical that he's going to you know your foster parents are dead, you know, and and the whole uh, it's only logical that the next step is to replace your mother and try to make contact with you, and yeah. da, da, da. then of course he's like, well now that the mother is free, the only logical conclusion is that she's going to chase Daxon and. <laughs> Okay. Since the right. fate is not whatever, <laughs> I guess that's the only thing I got. I got for is they make they in that one little d- line of dialogue. It's like oh, the T one thousand just guesses where everyone's gonna be. <laughs> that's why he's late to the party and get there first. And, yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah. Well, Sean just showed up. This is like your favorite movie of like all time or something, right? Is it? It's, it's a very good movie. I do love this movie. <laughs> why? Well, really? Well, I, mean, I guess you'll have a wrap-up, Are, we, up, are we tearing down Terminator 2? We're kind uh, of... No, it's no, we're little... just we're investigating. Okay. I mean, right. I mean, okay, let me go out on a limb here, right? I'm going to say that next to Back to the Future, Terminator is the most... Uh, in the, the time travel uh, mythology of the Terminator yeah. is the most ingrained in popular culture. Okay, so I know there's a bunch of Doctor Who fans going out there going, we've been out there for 50 fucking years. Okay, but I'm still saying it's not as popular. Or Sorry, I take that back. <laughs> it's not country, as ingrained well, as popular culture. Is Doctor Who known as time travel? I don't see. I don't think not the same way. He's I mean, a time traveler, but there's a lot more stuff. Everybody going. knows that. Oh, Terminator! When the dude sends his own father back to, I mean, everybody just knows that's the time loop of Terminator. It's the of, yes. the famous time loop of the Terminator series. Is it famous because it's? Uh, it's just fucked up. It's mind-boggling, right? Well, I, <laughs> I actually have a question about that. Uh, so, does future John Connor know that Kyle Reese is his father when he sends him back? Yeah, because as the kid, he's like his mom told him, right? His well, mom told him, "My dad's from the future." He thought his mom was crazy. Did he tell him who it was though? Yeah, cause yeah the, because the, the, he says, See, "I wish I I'd meet him." Too. The Terminator's like, "You will." He's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'll be forty-five or whatever." Is that crazy? My father's not even born yet. But even like the kid knows he's gonna meet his father, but does he know who it is I when he so. meets? Yeah, him? Is this yeah. self fulfilling prophecy in some weird yeah. way? It's like what if? Well, that's oh, why it's weird. Again, I, it's, that's why I like the timeline of the first Terminator so much. It's like because it's an anomaly in time travel movies. Kind of maybe not. Right? You're gonna correct well, me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's a time travel movie that where the time traveler isn't the main character. Hmm. You're, it's well, time travel events intersecting with the life of Sarah Connor, who is one of us. And, like, these time travelers yeah. are jumping. It's like, that's 
you know, because every other time travel movie it's or story the time is traveler. like, yeah, I invented time travel and I get to move around in time. Yeah. Even though you do follow Kyle Reese from the beginning, I mean, Kyle Reese is kind of your main character in Terminator. You're with him, right, when he comes through. Yeah, but you don't see him get into the thing in the future and go back no. in time. So, yeah, he Sean, appears do you in like Terminator 2 over Terminator 1? But you still follow him before you even meet question. before you even is meet it? Sarah Connor in the first Something one. You, you are with Kyle right Reese. Now. You're the first character you focus on. Is cut. Well, because I don't know if you're supposed to think both of them might be Terminators in the first one. I don't know if they were playing with that. I, I think they were. The first yeah, they were again. because both of them seem... Because Arnold, I think at the time, was like... I mean, again, I think the the movie's publicity gives us away in both movies, who is who. But in the first one, it's like Arnold was Conan the Barbarian, you know, and was there something else he did before 1984 that he was... Nick Hercules. <laughs> Raw deal? No, I don't know. But, you know, I mean, like... Pumping iron. He could, Mr. He Universe. Could be a hero, yeah. right? And so it's like, he may be the hero who's coming back. And then the other guy, when Kyle Reese does show up, he's kind of shady looking, you know, at the very beginning until... Uh, they get into the bar, and then it's like obviously one of them is going to be her protector, and one her assailant. Right, he's yeah. following her around and kind of dragging her in the shadows and shit. He seems fishy, yeah, as he's following her. But then Especially the movie's marketing says, you know, here's Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator, you know, kind yeah. Of kind of and they kind of play with this in the beginning, where you might think he's coming back to kill her. Because, you know, Sarah Connor's oh, in the opening, you know, she tells you they sent two Terminators. You see this guy come in. I think that's and more then, the point in this one. Yeah, then, but as soon as he picks up John Connor, then he's like, I'm here, I'll send to talk to you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. You're supposed to think that up until they meet in the hallway at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. We were just talking, we Is were talking that, about yeah, how, like, he was end, yeah. dressed that way just so Sarah Connor will react, like, <laughs> negatively. Then he's like, oh, sorry, I must... Duh. That's well, I look exactly <laughs> how I did. <laughs> Jesus, embarrassing. But uh, yeah, and I wonder because that that is what they want you to think. The hallway yeah. scene is the scene, the definitive moment when it's it's one or the other. But like we well, we were talking earlier, I, and I think it's the bar, right? I mean, it's it's because they're making light of the situation, not so not as much as the third one, which we won't speak of. Well, but <laughs> well, I think you. I mean, you know, as soon as he saves John Connor, because after because I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. the hallway. Well, it's definitive. Well, that's that point, yeah, that's right? that's the moment. In the hallway, though. That's what we're... Yeah. Yeah, but he's saying in the oh, bar... Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Because, in the, you're talking about right. in the mall. I, yeah, in the, in the in mall. The, the mall's a in definitive the mall. moment. But in the bar John is... John Connors. Again, still I, th- up I thought the, you guys were still talking about the fundamentals. It's still up in the air, but he doesn't kill anybody during no, that scene. He doesn't. Which is kind of... you know, it's he definitely different. Uh, saying T-1, the bar. T-1000 fucking... Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the Terminator in the first, you know, give me a close, your clothes, give them to me now, and kills Bill Paxton yeah. and all those other guys in the original Terminator. But in this one, yeah, it's he's brutal, but he doesn't actually kill anybody. Right. So I guess they are setting it up that like maybe I don't know. I like the efficiency of the Terminator. <laughs> you know, it's like it's a it's a cyborg logic system as seen from the year like 1984 and 1991. You know, it's like it's. It's very, especially the 84 Terminator is like, this is what it does, and it does it with this methodical precision. In this one, since they're bringing the 84 guy in there, it's like, okay, so he stumbles through things like a tank. His method of trying to find John Connor is to drive around on a motorcycle and just look around. Where the (laughs) T-1000, the stealth model, is actually smart enough to go like, I should become a cop. Cops have access. I've got access to yeah. computers. Authority. Right. I can ask around. And try and was that? But also, that was the first guy. The first person he saw too was the well, cop. That's so. also true. 
But and, well, and, and Arnold, did, Arnold did get to the right. foster parents' house. First, I, I, yeah. man, I still can't believe they didn't show that scene, right? So a cop comes to the house and is Jock Connor home? I just want to ask him a few questions. You have a picture of him. Some other guy was asking about it before. You're thinking about like <laughs> big guy. Well, what the bike. fuck did Terminator say? Where's John Connor, your son? Uh, who the fuck are you? He just turns around and walks away or something. Like what? What was that conversation like? What do you want with him? Right. They didn't, yeah. seem too they didn't seem too perturbed about that. Big Arnold Schwarzenegger guy. That dad, is, that dad does look like a little like lazy. <laughs> he's just yeah. sitting, he's <laughs> sitting back watching his boxing. I think he's dead now. Xander. Is it is Xander he? Berkeley? I think yeah, he died of like a heart attack or something. He was in Candyman. Dude, his I fucking that. His death that, yeah. shocked me in this movie, man, where I didn't think when I first saw this movie, I didn't think uh, when you're talking to the mom. Where when you know she fucking just puts her arm Knife up and you just oh, hear yeah. something, you hear and then, uh, you hang up the phone and you go to that nice like pullback and there's a knife sticking through the yeah, 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 but it's like a perfectly safe like you know no gore, don't worry kids, but right through the milk, so the milk is the gore. <laughs> don't wor- don't <laughs> yeah, worry, family. Yeah. 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 The milk's dripping on the floor. <laughs> the milk yeah. really got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Milk is family. Yeah. <laughs> milk is the true victim. And Jeanette Goldstein from Near Dark and Aliens, of course, is of course. Uh, the mom. The mom, yeah. Wait, yes. do we ever, like Linda Hamilton, like after this, you would have figured that she would have a career. She's in fucking Terminator 2, the biggest movie, right, of 1991. It had to have been. Yeah, because yeah. I know that Terminator One became such a thing on video and on TV. Need any more had... money? She was married to fucking James Cameron at that point, right? No, she was. She, she don't need money. She I think she was in. Dante's and then he's like, Peak. I got Titanic money. She was later. in Dante's Peak. Dante's Peak. Yes. Uh, that's all we got for that's, uh, that's, that's that's I'm not saying. I mean, maybe she's. Well, I mean, I'm sure she had a family. I mean, she had a she, twin she, sister who apparently is in one of the scenes at the end where oh. Sarah Connor faces. Sarah Connor in the film. Oh yeah, and in the uh, extra features, the deleted scene. Yeah, where they take the, the mirror chip actually out of his head. And why do they do that? Head. What's the camera move? Why do they have to have the double? Because they are because of what they're doing to Arnold Schwarzenegger's head. Yeah, it's a dummy. Oh, it has they have to, be to a, use a dummy, a fake Arnold. Okay, so yep. that's why you only see the back of the dummy getting his whole head peeled off. Yes, and then you see Arnold actually on the other side of the mirror. Nice. Because they, they couldn't, didn't have technology. They, they can make a liquid metal guy, but they can't, you know, they, yeah. peel back Arnold's head and right. pull the chip out. But, I mean, they're really, they open it up and they go inside what they would be inside. his head. And they yeah. obviously can't do that to him. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was saying when we were watching this, watching the, the opening credits and seeing, like, you know, Stan Winston and, you know, uh, was it Richard, not Richard Edlin, I can't remember who the ILM guy, Dennis Skotak, and those guys is like, those guys are all gone. I mean, yeah, Winston's I dead. Uh, I don't think Skotak's working anymore. But I mean, like they're they're the guys who did all the like the Star Wars era uh, visual effects. You mm-hmm. know, we're working. They probably did all the lightning strikes and whatever the hell. Yeah. And Stan Winston's crew, yeah. did all, and maybe even the CGI. And Stan Winston's crew did all the practical stuff. But like the stunt work, I think still holds up. As oh, yeah. you know, I mean, there's because cool. there's times when in this movie, which you know, I forgot, but you're like. Jesus Christ, that, that person fucking fell out of that goddamn he truck. He still uses rear projection for this movie. <clears throat> there's, yeah. There's a bunch yeah, of Yeah, a lot of it. Well, like he did in Aliens. I was yeah. actually just watching a documentary about how this type of filmmaking kind of... Well, they, they say it started with Mad Max. Mad Max showed, hey, get a fucking semi-truck, get a bunch of other cars, and then just say... They're being driven by robots from the future. <laughs> That's a fucking sci-fi movie. Because you're still really doing like a Fast and Furious type of movie. You're just saying who's driving the trucks are from the future. I mean, 
That's pretty genius. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty. That's that's that whole idea I'm talking about. Putting silver underwear on a guy and just saying he's from another planet, and you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it all takes place a, on the streets of L.A. Yeah, but, yep. what a concept. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what makes it seem more. I mean, Mad Max at least they can film out in the wasteland of Australia if shit it's, goes wrong. But this they're plowing through cars like. You kept talking and about all the, the background accidents. Like, yeah. like you always like a character will come to the scene, stop, and somebody in the background will rear in somebody. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> that's hilarious. I mean, they yeah. flew a helicopter under a bridge for this movie. Dude, Dude when they yeah. fly, yeah, when he barely pulls up right? over there, you're like, Whoa. yeah. I mean, you just All have real. to imagine that the crew was sitting there going like, oh, oh my god. Oh, they didn't, uh, one of the, uh, <laughs> Dude, tell me you got that. One of the stunt guys refused to do it, I think. Really? No, that was the helicopter under the flying under the bridge. The original stunt guy refused to do it. Oh, I so they had to, imagine. they had to get someone else to do it. Because you can't tell. He's like, I mean, no, like, I'm not doing it. how high up your rotor is, yeah. right? I mean, that's got to be like, fuck. You just got to know how high this thing is, where you're going to be at the ground and just yeah, feel d- it. pray for it. As far as Cameron didn't do it himself. Just fuck yeah. it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck it out of there. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's done. a very, like, uh, Cameron Was. comes from... What? Was. A very, <laughs> he's still a very... Is he? Uh, uh, he is a very huh. precise yeah. director. As far as, like, I saw the storyboards from Terminator 2, and they look like the shots from the movie. Right. You know, he's a designer. He designed, like, the Alien Queen himself based on designs from H.R. Giger. Like, sure. he just went off and fucking designed the thing himself. Yeah. He started, I think, as a... Because uh, he worked on Escape from New York. He was, like, a model builder, I think. He built, you know, the model of New York, Escape from New York, working for Roger Corman. But he's got, like, the mind of, like, a designer and an engineer. So all, all right. of his shit has, like, you know... This is how it's going to work. He's kind of like Christopher Nolan, I guess, in that kind of, you know, like if I'm going to show a truck, expl- you know, hits a wall and explodes, I'm going to take time to show the cutaway of the leaking gas and the spark to at least say so that, you know, know yeah. fucking yeah. Hollywood trucks don't explode all over the place for no fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. Here's why. Here's how it works. Here's, you know, so you don't have to, you know, suspend, you can suspend your disbelief. Right. You know, yeah. I'm going to give you a credible way to excuse yeah. this to yourself. There, yeah. <clears throat> There's a reason for the big explosion or the fanfare Yeah, in the film. He's always struck me, I guess, as that kind of guy. So it's like, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think of like, I mean, he's been doing Avatar for like the last like, that's 100 years. That's, that's, that's all he's going to do for the rest of his career until he dies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Avatar, I mean, even... It's Even though dancing. we're saying it's just it's dances dance, yeah. with wolves, that's it just still has like a, with wolves his stories have gotten shitty and Fern Gully, right? Yeah. But it's still, it's still, I think, done as well as you can do that story. But but if you're just taking a template and doing it well, who fucking who? You know what I mean? Oh boy, you did what everybody else has done a thousand fucking times, just really well. <laughs> and he got people to sell it or, or whatever the fuck. I just okay. I think it's also anybody can make a clock. You know, any watch clock maker can make a watch or whatever the fuck. I'm but say. His explodes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Titanic, I think it was like this too. It's he's exploring the technology because I mean to pull off Avatar as like a 100 percent CG world and and like that that amount of 3D like the the. It's not maybe not coming at you gimmicky 3D, but it's an immersive 3D world that I still hear people talk about more so than like you know movies that are coming out in 3D today. Like it's all all about Avatar and that world and watching it, you know. It's, yeah, because you could sell the idea of a 3D CG character in the same 3D space as a as a real photograph. Yeah, I think it was his, 
was, I never saw it. was a big deal. Yeah, I didn't well, even think the 3D was good. I never I saw it in 3D. Yeah. But I, even, I saw it in 3D in theaters. I didn't think it was good. I thought yeah. people were out of their minds. Well, it wasn't really. the, you know, the yeah, jump the IMAX. But, like, what Brett was saying before about, like, you know, the idea of pushing the technology of trying to do, like, you know, this. Push it to the limit. It's like, but you have George Lucas, for instance, who wanted to do this and made a movie called Star Wars The Phantom Menace, right? right? I mean, compared to Avatar, right? Yeah. We're going to say that Avatar is a better movie. Yes. Even though it's like, if. So it can't be just that we're in for the technology, because, I mean, the technology, if you look at the CG in Star Wars, it's like, it's impressive because it's wall to wall. I mean, it's an animated movie. There's yeah. real people wandering around in it. I mean, it's like Mary Poppins or something. Or Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Right. So is Avatar, I guess. Right. You know, when you think about it, the nuts yeah. and bolts of it. Yeah. But, like, Avatar is a much more dramatic movie where a lot of more of the stuff works better, you know? Yeah. It seems, you know, the character arcs Dude. do go places that make sense, and you know. Unobtainium. <laughs> you couldn't think of anything uh, but unobtainium. It's the dumbest fucking thing. That right there, I'm like, what the fuck? He already thinks his audience is dumb. Like, I mean, it's just I think one of those things. Throwback to some old. I remember hearing it. I'm not it's MacGuffin it. You steel. might be right. Yeah, but I think it's a throwback to something from like Buck Rogers. Oh, there's, yeah. there's, well, I don't know. There's don't a precedent know. with the unobtainium, yeah. but yeah, but it still sounds retarded. Oh, it's just stupid sign. <laughs> it does. Yeah. So it's hard to get because it's unobtainium. Uh Foundries. How many movies end in a climactic battle in a foundry? Well, this did end the same way. Well, not the same way, but you get the same feeling. This guy wanted to end it just like the first Terminator, right? You had that. You had the semi come and fucking explode. Which in the first Terminator, that's what got rid of all his skin. But in this, you know, you just get to see the dude come out with the nitroglycerin, do his like. There's a reliance on heavy machinery, trucks. Diesel, trucks. diesel, fucking yeah, right. engines, fucking. Um, we're just it's like this. Like George, George Miller made Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> James Cameron just put robots in the in the driver's seat. He's trying to kill the technology of the future with well, the technology they have now. Yeah, but his his heavy machinery <laughs> fetish also carries through. I think Titanic, where it's the boat itself. Yeah. And yeah. Aliens. I mean, there's a lot of technology in that. That's really cool. Yeah. True Lies as a Harrier jet. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Abyss. I'll take you got, it. I'll like, take you know, the underwater thing. And all that. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. The whole, like, chase around. I, that's actually my least favorite part of this whole. I think this whole movie is action-packed, really. Like, for a two-hour fucking movie, I think it really moves. But I think as soon as I get to the steel, like, I'm like, oh, man, this the movie's over. And you're just waiting. And, like, that's when it really becomes a fucking, like, everybody's just walking around and going, John! John, mom, mom, and and the two Terminators do a little more fisticuff. I don't know. I mean, they really, they're really like they got nothing to do until they get to that final platform in a weird way, right? It's like they're just, they're just they just feel like they're chasing each other around in a circle. They're doing nothing. I really, that movie just. I think they have because they've got something. There's a dynamic there where it's like you've got you know, dude who has to protect the kid. Dude who's trying to kill the, the kid, but in standing in his way is both the mother and the protector. So he has to like deal with both of those. Like there's times when I wouldn't say he lets John Connor go, but oh, you think when John like, Connor's already got Oh, you down think the they're thing, trying to uh well, so you put across finish. the idea that like <clears throat> I've put you this far, John. Now you have to go and do be your own man. I can't 
But no, you don't think that's what he's talking about? No, because the mom even says you have to go, John. You have to, they keep doing that. Right? I mean, just but like, John, I mean, even if you don't worry about me. safety, I mean, they, they, they are safe. because even if everybody else dies, their point is that he needs to live on. Yeah, but they make that point a lot. Well, and that's what I'm just saying. At the end, it's kind of like, and that's one of those points. Kill those terminators. Like, at the one point when the terminator in the in the truck chase, right, and that awesome scene where he like. He opens the door of the truck that they're in and walks across the truck bed. A real guy did that. Yeah. 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 It starts unloading. And I'm like, right there. I'm like, he just abandoned John Connor for a tactical advantage on the dude. But this could result in his termination. Extinction? Uh, Whatever. He would say termination. (laughs) That would be his words. It's a calculated risk. But at the end, he says that he can't self-terminate. Would that qualify? That move that he made. As, no, because he was being badass Terminator. That wasn't going to kill <laughs> sure, him. He's a, shit. But he's a Terminator. He calculated in his died, mind. If you died and you didn't succeed in killing the, 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 the other Terminator. Like I said, he calculated in his head. He's computer. You think he, it, the risk was worth. Yeah. he did a little, I mean, his little like jump and tumble. Right. <laughs> the, yeah, the worst, was, uh, if anything, he was going to jump off and leave behind and then run. Think, and like, if you think of the South Terminate, like, uh, like suicide, I mean, he was taking a risk, but he wasn't committing suicide. Yeah, he take risks. Yeah, he wasn't just. That's like I've been here for uh, you know seventy years on Earth waiting for John Connor to yeah. be born. I may as well at some point just kill myself. Yeah, can't like, do that. <laughs> he can't step in front of a Mack truck and hopefully, you know, well, it would have to be a yeah. fucking, yeah. I don't know what it would have to be. A tank would have to blow <laughs> A apart, tank, I yeah. I may have, I may have, may have oh, been paraphrasing Terminator Genesis. You Another may, movie that I'm Oh, sure dear God. Did you, you see it? We made it this no. far. No. Don't, <laughs> don't bring it up. No, we were talking about how retarded it was <laughs> that the T-1000 puts his knife finger through Sarah Connor's arm and is like, called to her. It's like, uh... I mean, I, I can oh, only yeah. I can only imagine. Well, no, that doesn't make any sense. I was gonna say I could only imagine maybe that was due to his glitch thing, but, but they, that's he did it anyway. Movie. He still fucking turns into her. Yeah, it's like he, he should he should have killed her, turned yeah. into her, now, called that's for the John. Thing. Why that's did what he, he does. kill her? He kills everyone. It's stupid. He should. Now that I'll give you that. He <laughs> should have killed her. Should have killed her. All and he does is say call to John. How did the oh the Terminator? That's when the Terminator cuts him in half. The only thing and, that might make sense is in the extended version, you know, there, he has the glitchy thing. Oh, he does cut him in half. Maybe something happened with the glitch. Well, but he well, does turn into her, like, though. She, yeah. yeah, he does turn into her later. He does cut him yeah. in half, though. He does. That and then gets you out of that. that all right, never mind everything you just said. He cuts yeah. him in half. That gets him out of that situation. So it's like, why wouldn't you? Ju- you're a Terminator. That's what they do. They just kill. He just I mean, put he just it in her shoulder. It was yeah. so stupid. Yeah. It was like it was the worst Terminator moment in the world. It goes against everything Kyle said about Terminators. Unless there's a tactical I don't know what it is well, to keeping her alive. Yeah, what's the technical advantage? Because all he has to do is have her. I mean, he John Connors would have fell for it if his actual mother would have like came up behind her and said, "John, get down!" Indeed. Right? Yeah, yeah. he would have succeeded because unless, she had unless he convinced. saw the melting feet. Which was yeah. that? Was that in the cut? No. I think that's, no. that's the director's cut, cut where it's like mixed cut. into the grades. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really. But it doesn't. It just work. doesn't work. Mm. It's like, and eh, Sarah Connor should be dead right there. You're like, I don't buy it. A Terminator got a hold of her and didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't believe it. it's because nope. It, it's a family film, ma'am. We don't do that in this film. We'll just kill her. Off. We'll just we, kill her off with cancer. We just hurt movie. people. I'll hurt your knees and your shoulders. That's what happens. <laughs> even, even when she shot that Dyson dude, shot him in the shoulder. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, shoulders you can live from. Yep. He'll, he'll live. He'll live. You got a reprisal of the stay here. I'll be back because you have to. Yep. Uh, of course. It was in the uh, 
trust me. So yeah, that, that, I think they were trying for a new one with <laughs> yeah, trust. Trust. That's trust in the trailer, me. I think. Yeah. And the hostile of East, the baby, which actually did become like a yeah, big a Terminator. That's the Terminator uh, Two line. I think it really is. It was, it was not a toy. It was in a Taco Bell. Like, yeah, no, there was sure. for a long yeah. time that summer, or it, there was like '90s pop culture Pepsi played, and you could correct, collect '90s pop culture phrases, and one of them was "Hasta la vista, baby." Mm-hmm. And if you collected all the caps, you won prizes. Did the Taco shit. Bell dog do it too? Oh, I'm sure he did. No, Probably yeah. Taco Bell. Oh, he did a thing with Godzilla. I don't think he did Hasta anything with. I mean, he wasn't around for Terminator. I, I feel think. like there. He was did some... later on. I get. Yeah, I, you're right. Terminator he did something. Maybe. And then the he worst did. line. In any killer robot movie. What no killer robot should ever say to a little boy. I need boy. a vacation. No. <laughs> now I know why you cry. But they talked Now about I know why you cry. They talked about it earlier. A killer Terminator. But that goes But he's being theme. reprogrammed. Oh, I don't give theme. a shit. It's just I the worst know. thing in the world. It's like he could have like. not. Here, John, I made you this flower pot. <laughs> yeah, he could have like. No, yeah. that's Terminator Genesis. I was going to say, it probably oh. is like. I wrote a song for you. John Connor. I kept he's the, the leader you. of the future. <laughs> like, I watched, I mean, I watched just, that movie. <laughs> if, it went, if it decided to just go that bad, I'd watch it. He goes totally human. He goes like yeah. feelings I'm sorry, and all. John. I'm sorry. I have to go away. Go and To tell someone you're going away is to sugarcoat the idea that, you know, yeah. I'm going to die. I'm going to a I'm going a to farm. kill myself. I terminate I the farm. I have to die now. <laughs> Get to it. Let I'm me go. I'm going to the Terminator farm. <laughs> like, there's a Terminator like farm. farm you, Don't you worry. We all go there. We all run free in the field. Seriously, <laughs> die. Your parents take your pets. I'll have friends there. They all look <laughs> yeah. exactly like me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just like, don't but I love John. him lowering himself. Send back <laughs> her. Yeah, her lowering him. Okay, no, then, well, yeah, her lowering. And then you get, you get the thumbs up. As the thumbs down. up is uh, better that's, than. That's why you don't need. Now I know why you cries. The thumbs up is actually better than anything. Like I can actually get like a tantiria on, on a certain moment. And then moment. he shakes hands with Sarah Connor. Like there's respect there where she didn't have earlier. Yeah. Oh, come we were on, talking about how they, We did talk about how they <laughs> forgot ending. that there's a uh, there's another Terminator arm stuck in the. Uh, in the, the fucking gears. in the gears, yeah. oh yeah, Sean. When T one thousand traps the Terminator, oh, yeah. he's got to cut his arm loose. True. They don't fucking go get that arm and throw it in the lava. <laughs> well, I mean that we didn't see. Yes, true. So yeah, we didn't see it because I mean, what shit? The movie really just fades out. <laughs> but after you can't really do anything with the right? arm. Like the, the chip arm is what and based. The chip. That's what they, I said. The chip is what everything's based off. The arm is just like here it is. It might yeah. be made out of unobtainium. If you don't have the chip. Fuck you. So that's what you think if they don't have the chip, it's useless? Oh, yeah, if they don't have well, the chip, I mean, they can... The I still had to say there's okay. still advanced circuitry and shit in there that they can somehow back, uh, you know... Redevelop the chip? Yeah, Reverse well, engineer at least, at least make the endoskeleton as efficient as it was. Maybe not have the processing unit for... Because all that was going to be is the processing unit of Skynet. You know, Arnold gonna, gets Arnold gets lowered it. halfway into the stuff. He's like, "Oh no, shit! No, the other arm! Get the oh, other man. arm! Don't go back! Damn! No, fuck! Get me out!" He's Dude, w- one of my favorite kind of Terminator things is if you play the RoboCop versus Terminator game, <laughs> they use uh, in that game they use um, the you know how uh, RoboCop the has gloves. the data spike. Uh, Skynet uses that and, and uses Alex Murphy's AI, like his brain, to to create the Skynet AI. Like it, it like maps his brain. It's crazy. It's a far out <laughs> idea that like it really uses RoboCop. It's like holy fuck, RoboCop was a very important part to 
Judgment Day to getting the Terminators <laughs> up to that working. It's pretty interesting. It's written by Frank Miller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's why it's so like, holy fuck. This is like, holy shit, this is the Terminator movie that was never made. Yeah, Robocop. but he also wrote Robocop 2. So hey, Robocop, Robocop 2 is awesome. Awesome. All right, well, okay. well, let's go on. That's a Frank Miller script that's not even like, you know. Uh, timer may or may not have run out. So we should probably get to wrap-ups on the Terminator. Jenny's been over there writing a novel or an essay. Yeah. Oh, I'm homework? not writing a novel. The song, John Connor, you are the leader of the <laughs> leader of the pack. No, the I was trying something different tonight. I was I was researching fun facts about Terminator Two. Colin usually is a bat of useful knowledge when it comes to a vat. Yes, you are a vat, oh, yeah. sir. Wide and deep. But I thought I would steal your thunder tonight. Oh, no. So that's what I've been doing: is looking up fun facts about Terminator Two. So, um. Well, of course, I think you all know this. This was the highest grossing movie of 1991. You probably all knew that. Um, Okay, before I start reading off the fun facts, I will say that I did not see this movie. Colin almost pooped his pants when I told him I did. (laughs) I had never seen this movie, and I'm kidding. That's true. No, I did. I actually shat. No, (laughs) but he was so astonished. He could not. He said, what the fuck? He couldn't even finish fuck. He was so astonished. He lost he couldn't his... Couldn't fuck. finish lost fuck. His couldn't finish fuck. The yeah. Colin Clark story. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go on my gravestone now. Thank you very much. But I did, I did read um, synopses of the first one and then... Have you not the seen the first one? one? And I did. I, I read two <laughs> synopses. This is where Sean gets to go, what the... Jesus. I read two because... I'll then, just say fuck. I know. Finish off. He started. But... Well, I asked Brent if I needed to watch the first one. He's like, no, you don't need to. And then Travis Brent. said he saw the second one before he saw the first one. Anyway, sure. so. Well, but I did Colin too. Colin just would not stand for it. So, this anyway, we're getting, we're getting off track here. But um, it was a good movie. I recommend it. Um, obviously, it's a goddamn American classic. There, here, there you go. Don't say it if you don't feel it. No, I do. I mean, I just never seen it. You've seen it once. I'm not a huge Arnold fan. I'm just not. I'm not a huge Arnold fan. I'm sorry. And that's why I haven't seen this movie. How, how deep is that grave you're digging over there? Okay. Well, anyway, I'm going to finish this off with some fun facts about Terminator 2. So, one, it was the first film to have a production budget more than $100 million. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Not surprised. And then James Cameron blew that with Titanic. I think he went over $200 million. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Same guy. Sure, I'm sure. Or maybe Waterworld. He's making it back. <clears throat> okay. And then, Travis, I just want to let you know that I did look up to make sure that the model for Arnold's... 800. It was 800, but it said it was reprogrammed. That's well, yeah, the repro- I just wonder why it's like Cyberdyne System Model no, 101. It's yeah. like, the why is it called a T-800 in the first one? He's, he's the no, T-800. It's, it's, but it's, it's, it's different it's specifically. It's series, says, it's right. series it's, T-800. Model, yeah, series, model 101. It's, yeah, there's 101 series and there's T-800. That means there was a T-700, 600, 500. It. So there's just subcategories of, of the 101. I just got, by him saying the Model 101, I it's got It's not confused. mentioned a lot. Yeah. Well, because, yeah, they don't even... It's usually T-800, T-1000. Yeah, they don't mention a whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I did research that. It is the same. Um, okay. 
the date of the fictional judgment day, which is August 29th of 1997, is the anniversary of one of the Soviet Union's first detonation of an atomic bomb. Uh, which occurred in 1949. It's also somebody's birthday. It was my uh, 15th birthday, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you all died on my 15th birthday. <laughs> Anybody not wearing 200 million degree sunblock is going to have a real bad day. Wait, so since yeah. Judgment Day takes place in uh, 2029, if the freak show lasts that long, I'm going to have a fucking year time travel move. Yes. Boom. Right there. It's a in good, 2029. That's a good in idea. 2029, Aaron Trent. Part two. Travel, part two. <laughs> part, part five. Come on. We, I'm right, sure Blade we have, Runner is 2029. Yeah, we got a couple more. Yeah. So. Okay. You want to say something? Go ahead. Was, is that your rap? <laughs> no, no. I was. I thought you were going to say no, something. Um, okay. I still. Okay. I have three more. Three right. more. Okay. Um, Robert Patrick mimicked the head of the Mimic the head of movements of a bald eagle to do his, his Terminator movements. He was mimicking oh, really? a bald it was eagle. A predator. It was a predator uh, When he animal. did T-1000. Hmm. That's what he was doing. That's cool. I, I thought just, it was stupid that he looked at that mannequin. Like, he was kind of like self-like. He's like, I look like that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> fucking, that's the <laughs> dumbest fucking thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it would have better if he just like reached up to be like, are you, are you me? Yeah. Do you want another one? Well, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, that read as he only turned silver because he saw that fucking mannequin, right? When I was a kid, talking about when you're looking at visuals and looking at what like, he's like, I, like I read that. that is like, that's cool. Mm. <laughs> and then turned into that just for a split second, even though that's not what they're going for. But he, but it's even more retarded that he's like, that's what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> the vein terminated. All right. When the project was first announced in the late in late 1984, the pro, the projected budget was 12 million dollars, <laughs> and the final budget was any takers 100 million. 125. I said, I said 100. You said 100. Brett wins. It was $102 million. Oh, my God. That was my first guy, instinct was 105. Yeah. I think that was your first fact, wasn't it? No. It oh. was third or fourth, actually. Well, what was the first one about $100 million? It yeah, was it was the first, the first one to go over. Oh, uh, over 100. Okay. Everyone said over 100. Yeah. Oh. But no one knew that it was actually the, first, the original budget was 12. <laughs> okay, and then the final one, which I thought was most entertaining, was Billy Idol was James Cameron's original choice to play T-1000, but a motorcycle accident, ironically, prevented him from taking cool. the role. Interesting. <laughs> I think that would have been cool. Billy Idol. Billy yeah, Idol. I'd watch that movie. I would. Yeah. Uh, would have made him a star before the doors. Should have done it for Terminator Genesis. Would have been better. Huh. Yeah. Sean, if you mention Terminator Genesis one more time. Terminator Salvation. That's not much better. It's it's that's better than the third one. But yeah, these are Jenny's fun facts about Terminator 2. I recommend the movie. Travis. Oh man. It's funny how much I dislike this movie, but I do think of it as being like one of the I mean, this is one of the best sci-fi movies of the nineties, right? I mean, just because 
there's something so hardcore about it, right? Like I said, even though no one gets shot, people get their fucking faces smacked in a lot. Many people get shot. Anytime, well, in the knees and shit. There's no... The guy, the guy in the hallway gets shot? By T-1000. Only T-1000 kills people in this movie. Sure. Everybody else, this is a pussy movie. It's really <laughs> pussy. For as many guns are that are in this movie, there's barely deaths in this movie. Dude gets stabbed through the chest. I know it's T-1000. Dude gets stabbed through the chest. Let's see. Whoop! <laughs> stabbed in the eye. Or whatever. Did dude anything? Is that for the eye? Is that your wrap up? I guess it is. <laughs> no, no it, like I said, it's a pussy movie that, like, it's hardcore because people get punched a lot. They they get their noses broken. They get pushed in the walls. They get. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember I did. By the time I was probably sixteen or seventeen, that's when I was kind of done with this movie because I just realized, God damn it, you know, the Terminator One is so awesome because. <clears throat> That's what a, a Terminator is, this killing machine. You want it to kill things. You don't want it to go and all be like, no, be nice to each other. It's just fucking stupid to me. It's just stupid. It goes against, uh, I don't know, it just goes against what I want in a Terminator movie. Uh, I don't like that it, like, is there to raise John Connor. It's just stupid to me. It just seems like, fuck, man, we got this really solid sci-fi movie, and we're like, Fucking it up with this like weird little family drama thing going on here. Um, yeah, I, it's just well, I mean, the, it, what this movie has is that I call it the George Miller action, where you're in a you get in a car and you start driving and driving and smashing into shit. You run for the next car. You fuck. I mean, this has the Mad Max angle to it. This has that that high octane. What that's what you call it. It's a high-octane fucking thrill ride, like, you know, and, I mean, I've always loved, I mean, Sarah Con- I fucking love Linda Hamilton in this movie. She's the most badass fucking bitch in the world. Like, she is a super uh, feminist in this movie. I love her in this fucking movie. She is scary in this movie. Um... But uh like I like like Linda Hamilton, she's more Terminator than any Terminator in this movie until she has her like little like sobby breakdown when she's about to like save the world. Which I don't why should she feel bad? Oh, because the son, the son's like, not my dad. And she has to be like No and have her breakdown. Which I'm like, uh, it would save the world? Yeah. I'd shoot through the kid. No, I'm just I'm joking. <laughs> to save the world. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying to save the world. I mean, I just don't like it when I feel a filmmaker like this. To me, this was like a filmmaker going back on what he, what one of his early works was. Oh, I made this hyper violent fucking movie, and now that I make all this money and we're all responsible adults, now we have to make some fucking like, like a like a public broadcast announcement or a, you know whatever about how violence is bad and you gotta like who hurt you Travis look at kids it's not <laughs> about who, who hurt who me hurt who, James who hurt James Cameron after Terminator like who stuck one a of his, gun in his, his face and like you like is it entertaining you I don't remember a story about some kid like he killed the entire family because, because he watched the Terminator uh, it's uh, just one of those things <laughs> where <laughs> no that's what uh, I'm saying I don't remember but I, who knows you know James Cameron's like fuck so man I gotta be more responsible 
Well, I mean, it's a recommendation because people get their fucking faces slapped the shit out of. You know, I mean, that's why I do like this movie. It's like, this movie, you want to learn to bludgeon the fuck out of people? This is your movie, dude. I mean, as as I recall, when Brent was doing his, you know, he's been doing his travel through time through movies, you were the one that said, when the fuck are we going to watch Terminator? Terminator. That's oh. not Terminator 2 Judgment <laughs> oh, Day. Okay. Terminator's Terminator. Okay. My fault. Sometimes uh, proceeding with it. Yeah, so, I mean, operator. it's one of those uh, things terminator. where, uh, you, know, I'll, you know, I'll always recommend this movie because I'll always go back and watch this movie at least once every, like, five years or so. You always got to watch this movie once in a while. But just you because. prefer the first one? Oh, totally. Fucking okay. A, because the first one is, I mean, it's the original idea, right? This is still kind of a... Uh, they're still kind of rehashing ideas from the first one. They just made it, they had a bigger budget, you know, a, a bigger star. You know, they had no star in the first one. And now that they got the star to come back, it's just, it's a, there's, it's just a different thing, right? So, yeah. So I do recommend it, but I would recommend the theatrical cut just to get a little bit something more out of it, uh, than your first time. Or uh, your first theatrical run, or whatever the hell, just to get you know. Extended cut. Yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah. So you recommended the theatrical cut for your first time. The extended cut. Well, I just recommend watching both cuts. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I think they referred to it as the special edition. Yep. The yeah, I remember. Edition. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a reluctant, but I guess I'll still, uh, <clears throat> I'll still say it's pretty cool. In the annals of uh, action movies. The Terminator 2. The Terminator 2? Terminator 2 has to be in, like, any top ten list. I'm looking at Brent, because, like, I think we just looked at, like, after Fury Road, we were looking at, like, yeah. what are the, you know, Terminator yes. 2 was on, like, all those lists. I mean, like, you'd put uh-huh. it in, like, the top ten action movies of all time. I think because of the physicality of the stunts, I think, you know, <clears throat> it's just the scope of it. The largesse, right? I mean, it's they. I think it was one of the first movies to blow up a building. I think Joel Silver got beat by a couple of years because he blew up a building at the beginning of Lethal Weapon oh, three. three. Yeah, so that was yeah, after this. Was after right? this? Yeah. Was it or right before? Uh, and then Cameron's like, "We're gonna blow up a building." And the, you know. I don't know. I usually go to you for the years and this shit. It was, I can't remember, um, but it's I'm close. Slipping. Yeah, it's close. But as an action movie goes, I think this is a goddamn American classic. Well, I mean, only Americans really do action movies well. <laughs> what? So okay, well, I, this type. Okay, so this type of Australians you know, tweet your response. Seems to, to do that. it really well. <laughs> I was just saying, it. Gareth uh, Edwards, Edmonds. What's his George name? Miller? No, yeah, Australians <laughs> and uh, the guy who fucking did the raid. He's Australian. Oh, is he? Is he English? The, the raid. Gareth. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was assuming it was some dude from Thailand. Okay, I'm going to take back everything I just <laughs> right, said. Right. The raid, I just yeah. imagined. No, it's yeah. not. It's an English dude. Crazy. Yeah, or an Australian shocked. or well, music, something. Um, but it's all informed from movies like this, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I think this movie has... I mean, it's a sequel, so it suffers from sequelitis, where I think, uh, you know, some of the best ideas were done the first time. I think in the first film, the first film works better... I mean, to me, the first mo- film is like a, uh, a sci-fi slash horror movie. Yeah. You know? I mean, this thing just will not stop coming after you, and that's the... the Until you're dead. Yeah. That is the driving force of it, and it's just that kind of inevitability. It's like, how do you stop the unstoppable thing? 
You know, it's like Sarah Connor is small compared to this force that's, you know, just crushing everything around it, trying to get to her. Um, and that's that's powerful. I think the time travel, uh, you know, if we're talking specifically as a time travel narrative, the the time travel in the first movie is self-contained and functions as like pretty cool, you know, time travel story. It's that causality paradox where like somehow I gave, uh, I met the guy. Wait, what were we saying? Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese appears. Yeah. (laughs) Kyle Reese appears first and then, you know, meet Sarah Connor. Then she has John Connor and then John Connor. That is a causality paradox, right? This movie creates some other type of paradox, which I, uh, you know, it's like, you're making a future where there is no future now to send back the Terminators in the first place. So that's not a causality paradox. It's a paradox. I'm not sure exactly what. Yeah, wouldn't John Connor disappear? Well, this one has to be going on the idea of the of the multiple John timeline theory. John yeah. Connor should disappear, right? <clears throat> Why would John? Uh, the because Terminators, there is right? no future for Kyle Reese. The future yeah, is different. The future is uh, his father never true. gets sent back in time. That's true, but I mean the fact that no it, robot war. but his father's born after him. So what the fuck is up with he that? He can't send his own father back to impregnate him. Unless yeah, his father's born like, after him, but then nothing else happens. Like, he just goes on yeah, living normal, his own life. no somewhere. Robot never meets war Sarah Connor because she's Sarah. gonna be like sixty by the time he's like twenty. But everybody always skates over the fact that his father was born after. Him. Oh, you're saying <laughs> like that's the first a movie. huge deal, right? No, but that's that's a causality paradox caused by the advent of time travel. You can have those things because of time travel. I don't think he creates those. That's why time travel doesn't exist. So I'm not going. <laughs> you can't. Well, just, you can't. It's there, just, it, this is why it's called science fiction. There has yeah, to be another original timeline before the causality. There has to be. Yeah, no, there, there doesn't. Has to be. There, there has to be. Well, because there that's a. Be co- that, what is something. the name? What is what does a paradox mean? Paradox means it doesn't saying, work. It but means, it needs to come right. It, you can't have a person who impregnates their own. Uh, wait, not impregnated mother. But if Kyle Reese went back in time without John Connor sending him back in time if, and and had John Connor, then John Connor had it's the, one of those things where it's like, you gotta make sure to tell your kid to send me back in time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I that think would that be has if there to, were multiple the, revised timelines, but there isn't. But There's we don't know that. Timeline. But it works as a one timeline thing. Because but it works as a multi timeline because thing. this is because it works as it's both. the idea I think and that's why I like the movie is that you know it's the the time travelers the time traveling is impacting this woman's life so you're seeing it linearly as a movie you know running you know forward in time and these are the events that happened in the movie in this order that's the that the movie is the running time of the movie is time going forward right yeah and so in that. Kyle Reese appears before he is sent back in time. And that's just, that is the causality paradox created by having time travel. So with that, with that theory uh, that you laid out, the fact that, so like if the, if they change the future, well, with okay, John so Connor, we, I was just talking about the first movie where I think it all works. Once you bring the second movie into it, okay. they fuck it all up. Okay. Which is why I like the second movie less from from a purist stance, where it's like I like the fucking Terminator, and then Terminator Two like ruins the timeline of Terminator. 
Yeah. But it succeeds at being a better produced, you know, more expensive, <laughs> uh, you know, balls to the wall action movie. Yeah. So it's like as an action movie, I like Terminator Two any day of the week. It's like that's the one that's going to be like you know exciting. Yeah. But Terminator One is a better to me time travel movie, and I also like the the relentlessness of the logic. You know, it has this logic that it adheres to. It's just like we're just going to play this right down the fucking road. It will not stop until it kills her. You know, it's just. Yeah. It's brilliant. Well, I told you this machine. earlier, but when I was reading the, the synopses on both these movies, um, I was more intrigued by Terminator 1. It's scarier. I mean, but you know, Brent, it is a horror movie. Die Hard. I mean, I haven't seen the first one, obviously, but I mean, most people, not just Brent, but most people are, are biased to Terminator 2. They like Terminator 2 much better than the first one. So. I think Terminator 1 still falls into the, that's an old movie. Like, people still think yeah, that's think an, watch, it's an old-looking it's movie. Lot, they don't want to watch budget. it. I think that's the thing that yeah. has going against yeah. it. What is, but, okay, what, what, if you what can get past that, 84, but if you can get past that, yeah, I think yeah. it has, oh, it's, awesome. it, it's it's foundation as a science fiction film For sure. checks out better than Terminator 2. Uh, as a time travel movie, it checks out better than Terminator 2. And as a horror movie, you know. Did it we ever figure better. out what year it's supposed to take place in? 94. It is yeah, 94. even though it was this one takes place in 94. Even though it was it's filmed, filmed in 91, 91 yeah. but it's supposed to be 94. But yeah. this movie, Terminator 2, I mean, I'd still definitely recommend it because even when I think it, it's flawed as hell as far as a, as a time travel movie. Like, that's, I guess, where the mechanics start to fuck up and the fact that they're over uh, humanizing the robot, which I think, you know, to its own fault, but to an entertainment credit. Um, I think it still succeeds better than, than a lot of other movies do. And I think, you know, as far as action movies goes, if that's what you're looking for, it's like, you know, it's one of the greatest action movies out there. And it has like, you know, again, it's a smart movie. It's not stupid. I think, you know, Cameron's a good writer because he wrote, co-wrote this, produced it. Direct. I mean, it's his show and uh, it's really capable, really well done, totally deserving of, you know, being, uh, you know, the greatest movie, the highest, sorry, the highest grossing movie <laughs> in 1991 and the, uh, you know, a great action movie for the ages, Sean. Indeed. Um, I hate that I have to call you on that because you and me have the kind of the same thoughts on the movies. Um, it is definitely one of the greatest action movies ever made. Um, I... I love this movie. I think that if you don't, as far as what Travis called a, a pussy movie, I think I, I think you have to. I, th I think you, you don't want to. You obviously don't want to do what you did in the first one, um, unless you can um, do it differently and better. But I think you, have, in, in expanding on the whole Terminator thing, I like the family dynamic of all that. I think not only do you get the action in the movie, but you also get. Uh, I think it gives a heart to the movie, and I does Terminator need heart? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my well, question. Well, is, does any? I mean, does it need it? Does it maybe need not? It? But I think if you because the first Terminator that, was awesome without heart, but it had well, it had right. the love story of Sarah Connor it, and Kyle Reese. Well, that's does, your preference, though. You, you may not give need it heart, that, but. and it gives you. I mean, it, again, it expands and it gives you. It's a different interest. It, it is a different interest, and I think, but they are very different movies. Um, 
like Colin said, Terminator One being very it's it's a chase movie. It has more horror elements than this. Um, again, not as much action, but um, but I think yeah, in Terminator Two, I think that story of the family, I think it gives it more heart. I think it gives it more impact. I think it's a great way to expand the story. I think if you try and do kind of the same stuff, if you don't go that route, you get the last three movies they've made in this series. Like, he expanded it into, uh, I think, uh, a great direction, whereas the movies made after this kind of tried to, like, oh, you love these elements of this? We're going to do the same thing, just in a different setting. Mm -hmm. And it gives you shitty, uh, well, different levels of shitty movies. Um, But um, I love that about this movie. Uh, Again, uh, I give it uh, uh, five out of five, uh, Arnold Needs a Vacation. Um, it's it's I think it's a, a great action movie, and and uh, I, this is a rewatch for like every couple of months I'll pop this in and watch it again. I, I love this movie. It's great. This I this I mean again I, I agree in some parts where Terminator don't want Terminator to be a stepdad. No, I it's just I, fucking. Sucks. There's some parts where Terminators don't act like probably Terminators technically on a logical basis should act or they shouldn't act like they wouldn't do certain things like why didn't he kill sarah connor right then and just impersonate her and then go after john that makes more that's sense. like um that's just mo- that's that. movie logic it's like but, well we want the movie to keep going the better, uh so the better <laughs> we movie the better movie and not getting too out there the better movie is to go the way they did and i think that uh i think the way he went with this with the family dynamic makes a better movie for me um obviously i definitely recommend it. it's one of my favorite Sweet. What are we at? Four for four so far, right? I think yes. everybody's recommended it. I, I, whether, I they're, so. whether they got shit to whether. bitch about or not. Should be. <laughs> they still, you still like, should be I still like fucking semis crashing into bridges, so <laughs> yeah. it's still a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody talk about the third T-1000 hand? Anybody bring that up? Ooh, oh, no, we didn't bring okay. it up. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, we talked about it during the movie. Yeah, during oh, the movie. okay. Yeah. Which is part of the... Like, Which, I don't know, can you gain yeah, more... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can he add more mass? Because, if anything, those should have been smaller arms. He probably had smaller... Because he can't like, really gain more mass. He right. can't probably subtract smaller, or like, add mass. So, he can't get an additional arm. So, I can imagine he can, like... He can't, right, he can't gain... Or some, he does get, like, bigger... The cop is bigger, but he's shorter, I'm guessing. He's so, shorter. he can expand that mass. Yeah. shorter. And well, well, I'm who, sure his legs are, like, little... Tiny sticks. Yeah, yeah maybe he had no legs Because right he didn't there. need them. He didn't need them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing to say that he's not like hollow inside either. You know? That's well, that's what I wonder as well. Like, but I'm could also, be. I always wonder, like, what is the CPU that operates the T1000? Fuck, like, how I the have fuck does no that thing idea. That's it's, a big question. But that's I still big... even think, like I was saying before, I think the reason he is knifey is to make this less violent. He's not shooting people. He, you know, he does shoot people, but really, it's all stabby, stabby. It's, you know... I don't know, Stabby Stabby can be more violent than Shooty Shooty, like, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, but... I mean, it, it wasn't... It, dep- it, it was pretty... It was violent enough. There's stabby moments. Stabby Stabby versus Shooty Shooty. They're like, yeah, well, I, I know they didn't show blood, but the, the idea of, you know, the... I remember as a kid watching the scene where the milk carton... There's some know, blood goes, in the milk carton. Goes through, and there's some blood, but... I just remember, yeah. isn't there just blood on his mouth? Right, not in the, a little bit, yeah, not in the middle, right? A little bit on his mouth or but something like, like that? But, like, I'd never seen anything like that. The idea of, like, like the knife going through the carton into the mouth, into the... You know, that's kind of yeah. cool. Oh, no, it's very cool. Um, this movie, for me, worked as a kid, and it works now. Um, and I think that, that that gives it a lot of... You know, that's at least 
couple stars. The fact that you can watch something as a kid, and I know Travis, you're saying it's a rated R movie for kids, and I think <laughs> I think it is. And when I say kid, I mean you know like 11, 10, 11 years old. But uh, I think that the fact that it can be maybe it's it's more intense as a kid, but I think that even to this day, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the soundtrack of the film too, and the score. It's it's it feels like a very intense, serious film. Um, watching it this time, I noticed like maybe one or two jokes, but like I used to watch this movie like every night before I went to bed, and I would only get through maybe you know like the first half hour or something. But uh, it, I was like, this is the most like serious film about time travel I've ever <laughs> fucking seen. You know? Like this is like this is like the the adult version of Back to the Future, even though it's nothing like it. And I know, <laughs> but it, it has time travel in it. And uh, the the first one always intrigued me about the whole time travel thing and the paradox, the causality paradox. And this one does too. Um, I think Travis, you were touching on it, the idea of there wouldn't be a judgment day without sending back the Terminators to create the seed, to plant the seed in the minds of the scientists that build the robots that create the judgment day. Like that whole, that it's, it's like a mind fuck, you know? I mean, that's, that's a causality paradox that we're talking about. Like you don't have the future situation that's going on to send people back through time without Sending which, them back being, which means the, the original, which means the the date of August twenty nine ninety seven is pushed up since the CPU and the arm from the future was left. That means the that's what I'm saying, dude. There has to be an original timeline. Like Judgment Day has to be later than ninety seven. I mean, the dates there change, has to there be has a different be. fucking timeline. <laughs> Solved in once and for all. Terminator two, I will agree with you. There has to be in Terminator one. There doesn't. <laughs> there doesn't. Terminator one. At I like, the end, I like that you. I like how you drift between worlds where just one movie. Exists. Oh yeah, 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 I can do that. Because in Terminator one, it's like the whole, what's the what's the snake eating to. itself? It's the what? Or Ouroboros? No, Ouroboros. 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 Now. I'm going to bring it up, but I, and I, I know I said we shouldn't mention it, but Terminator 3. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't, I'm going to talk about it in my rap. <laughs> That's why, you motherfucker. Just like, no, don't talk about it. It's horrible. And now Same. we talk about it. But, that, I mean, they did, right? I mean, they, they pushed Judgment Day back. They did. Yeah. To, to a later date. So Indeed. It's, it's it still going to happen. They just, yeah. they just pushed it back. And somehow I, like, what, a liquid? I don't get the third Terminator. What is it? It's a, a combination. It's a liquid and a fucking? Yep. It makes no sense. Yeah. If the liquid Terminator can make hard knives, it could probably form itself into a hard version of a Terminator. Am I right? Yes, Am I right? It yeah, could look right. like humans and be solid. Can it look like a solid Terminator? It can't be a complex machine. Oh, but the third one can, but, right? But the third can, one can actually make a But a it can be a human yeah. somehow. Yeah. It is a complex. It's a super complicated, complex machine. You should be able to make but, anything you want for Christ's sake. But it, but has guns, to make, it has to make you need chemicals. Contact with whatever it does. You need so extra chemicals and shit. And it doesn't do moving parts. But it should be able to do that too. But it make do the chemicals. Parts. Why should it make the chemicals? Chemicals and moving Every molecule of the fucking thing is oh, whatever. It's liquid metal for Christ's sake. Did he touch yeah. Arnold? Did T-1000 touch Arnold? Yes, right, he could do the outside of him, but he couldn't okay. do the inside. Well, I'm sure he but I'm, no, but I'm sure <laughs> the T-1000 plus. He's like, uh, sorry, wrap up. You mentioned Terminator 3. We're just yeah, trying to get okay. off the subject. 
Go no, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> Terminator 2, I would definitely give two thumbs up or five. What did you say? Uh, I, five out of five, Arnold needs a vacation. Absolutely. <laughs> Score. All right, so it's Terminator 2 on this long-winded, I'm sure. I don't know what time we're at. Episode of Saturday like Night Freak Show. I got to keep going touch Next, as always, you can. Uh, next week we're gonna watch. Uh, <laughs> next week we're gonna watch Reanimator. Yay! Reanimator on the Saturday Night Free Show, so you can prepare yourself for that. Holy shit! Sean's gonna be here next week. And until then, find us on Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and more. And until then, the basement is going dark.